Welcome to Give Me Some Truth. Today, you know, hopefully it's starting to sound better. We're working a little bit on the sound quality. Hannah's kind of more back into the fold here. She's helping us out a bit. Um, And we're going to, our goal is to get back to almost the same quality as sound quality as our previous podcast. So with everyone's help, uh, we're going to get there. And today I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the opposite of what we're doing on Facebook. Uh, And the reason being is that um, on Facebook, we're doing a bunch of uh, things, little vignettes, I'll say, uh, going through, give me some optimism. And I think there's a lot of optimism and I think there's a lot of things to celebrate during a really tough time and a lot of great stuff that's going on in the midst of this pandemic. And I don't want to necessarily do a whole thing on give me some pessimism, but I do think that a lot of people are going through a lot of similar items when they sit in their homes and they read the news and they go through a lot of the different data during the day. Um, I don't know if you spend as much time as I do on the data, but, uh, and I think that there are days where it's very normal and I think it's very accepted for us to kind of feel this, I'll call it malaise, Nate, and I'll say that it's a situation where we're kind of feeling like, uh, this is never going to end. And we go through, I would call it some coronavirus depression and I'm certainly not immune to it. And I would, I'd venture to guess you being such an outdoorsman, Nate feel the same way. Yeah, you're right. It's, it, it, uh, it's inevitable. And I think that, um, for me anyways, the way I try to look at this stuff is emotion for me, any emotion, whether it be, you know, elation or, or frustration or depression or uh, you know, whatever it might be is not something we should fight from the standpoint of, um, you know, thinking I shouldn't feel like this. I mean, emotion, I think is something that just happens to us based on what happens in life. And we'd all rather be happy than not. And, and, uh, you know, there's definitely some ways to be able to, to kind of mitigate if we're feeling bad about things, but at the same time, I don't think that it's just inherently bad once in a while to have frustrated feelings or feelings of, um, anxiety or whatever it might be. Um, I, I think those are nor- normal um, kind of things that happen to us in life and you just deal with it. And of course, with, when something like this happens, um, you're going to feel those feelings for sure. Yeah. And you can't do what you would normally want to do. And it's, it, it sucks. I mean, it really does. When you, when you really look at it and say, this is frustrating and, 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 and it, it, it's more about just the the inability to kind of express yourself the way you you normally would through sport or activity or whatever it might be, and and that's restricted, and and that just in and of itself is is uh, very frustrating. Yeah, you know, I think one of the biggest things for me was going to Costco yesterday. I mean, I try to space out any sort of trips we've been doing. Uh, shipped actually, S H I P T. Um, to, you know, get groceries from Target and every once in a while you got to go in and get your stuff. Um, we have not been hoarding toilet paper, um, or other, uh, bathroom, you know, uh, toilet paper and, and any other products like that. We haven't been going out and, and hoarding those. So I got to make a trip every once in a while. So I'm gonna, let me jump in here just for a second, Clint in apparently in Australia, they call it toilet roll. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Keith probably calls it something different too. I mean, <laughs> Being being a man of the globe, uh, he probably has has something. I, I'm sure, like he's got some weird thing too. He probably calls it tissues instead of Kleenexes. And uh, what's 
<laughs> I mean, what do you think he calls paper towels? I mean, he, uh, he probably <laughs> probably like uh, uh, table uh, what disposable disposable table uh, t- disposable table wipes. That's, that's he could do that. Maybe disposable table linens. I don't know. Yeah. It's something like yeah. that. Right. Something Keith like. Um, yeah. So you know, I go to Costco. I have to stand in line. Uh, to get into Costco because everybody has to social distance. Uh, and then, you know, about, I would say 60% of the people had masks on. It's something I'm just not used to seeing at this point. And, and I think a lot of us aren't, I'm, I didn't wear a mask yesterday. It's another thing that like kind of, it's sort of, it's not like a America thing. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm American. I don't have to wear a mask. It's not that for me. It's more so of just the, I don't know. It's almost like giving in. You're just saying, this virus is so serious that I got to wear a mask now and I've got to change that. It's, it's a, it's sort of a personal oddity that I have. And I think a lot of people are probably going through that as well. And so you walk in and the most striking thing for me about walking into Costco was that everyone is so quiet because most people are going as a single into Costco. They're not going as, as a group. Normally I'm in there with my wife. I'm in there with my kids yelling at them about 70% of the time. And, uh, then, you know, you, you get to just see people and it's loud in there and they're giving away samples. And in there it was like deathly quiet and it was just eerie. And to me, I walked out and I was like, I was literally depressed when I left Costco yesterday. So I, I just thought that I, I'm sure many of you have gone through the same thing. I mean, I saw another financial advisor. I saw a, a client, I, I waved, but I mean, it just wasn't the same. Yeah. And, and again, it's uh, the, the whole purpose of our podcast today is not to, you know, bring everybody down. It's, it's actually the, the idea is to shine a light on the fact that there is a lot of anxiety out there. There is a lot of unknown and uncertainty and what should you do? And, you know, you go back to the, you know, the mask piece of it. You know, I don't, I don't think that it's a matter of, I mean, maybe it is in some cases the idea of people, you know, just kind of being defiant. But I think more so for people, it's not quite knowing what exactly is the right thing to do. Now, I think some people would say, well, of course, the right thing to do is wear a mask. And and that is from a precautionary standpoint. Yes. However, for other people, they might look at it and go, "Okay, but then where does it go beyond that? Should I wear gloves? Should I wear literally PPE? you know, into a grocery store? Should I not even step into a grocery store? So it's interesting kind of the level. And I think everybody kind of defines that level differently. And it's difficult to, to know what is the right thing to do right now. I mean, we all know to hand sanitize and to wash our hands and do do all those things. But, um, you know, do you get the mail out of the mailbox, right? Do you, do you pick up a FedEx package that gets delivered to your house? How do you handle that situation? I mean, every one of these situations presents kind of a different set of, of criteria and just not knowing what the right thing is to do, which naturally, um, you know, creates anxiety and fear and, and those things. And I think you're right, Clint, that that's what you see when you go out in public right now, that it's the, the palpable nature of, of, uh, what everybody's going through, um, when nobody's talking, it's not being vocalized through words necessarily. It's being vocalized through actions and almost, you know, like you were saying quiet and, but it's so palpable that the country is, is really unsure right now. And I can't really think of another time, even during war times for the country 
where it was like this. And it's, it's just, it's interesting to see people reacting in different ways. And the whole point is just, is to say, Hey, it's okay to talk about this. It's okay to say that this is frustrating. It's okay to say this is depressing and it makes us angry and, and we're not angry at the, you know, the stay at home order. I think most people realize that that's the correct thing to do. We're not angry at, um, you know, the, the, things that have been put in place to keep everybody safe. It's just the fact that you, that we're going through this and um, it, it's having an effect on people. I think it's okay to talk about that and it's okay to say it makes me frustrated. It makes me depressed. It makes me angry. Um, I think the more that we try to, to pretend that that's not how we're all feeling, or at least to be able to talk about it with other people, um, the, the worse it gets for people. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the change in our lives that has happened so quickly is, is difficult to deal with that. I mean, we, as a, as people have a really hard time dealing with exponential numbers, we've done a lot of work on that. We've talked about that. We've studied it. Um, we know that as, as a society, we don't, uh, we can't understand that. Well, I think the same goes for, I would call it kind of extreme change, so we've all been asked to adapt in our daily lives and had to do that in extreme fashion. And I think that that leads to um, the amount of sort of depression. And I think that part of it, you know, there are ways to get around it and help mitigate it. And, you know, some of those things are obvious, uh, you know, getting exercise is key during this time, you know, making sure that you're, you are reaching out to people and having those conversations, you know, with, with our company, we do, a couple different Zoom meetings that are formal each week, and then we're spending some time uh, chatting with each other, usually at least daily, and then uh, we're trying to get around and do video, video chats as much as we can when we're solving problems. So I know that Nate and I, when we're discussing clients, we've switched to using Zoom in ever in almost every interaction that's going to last more than just a quick Slack message. And the reason for that is that we don't want to lose that sort of contact between the two of us uh, because we are so used to working that closely together and the same thing with the rest of our staff. So, I mean, there's ways that you can help mitigate it. I don't think that there are ways that you can completely remove it. I mean, if you look at it, it's just a really tough new situation for all of us. And I think that we all can be thankful for the fact that a lot, you know, pretty much everybody in this podcast is not dealing with uh, the things that could happen, the nuclear things that are just horrific that you hear, like, you know, having loved ones not being able to see their loved ones when they have extreme health problems and potentially even pass away. And you can't even go into the hospital. You have to FaceTime them or nursing homes or et cetera. I mean, that to me is just like heart wrenching when you read that. And if you can put it into context for yourself and being like, yeah, I got my kids at home. That's hard. And, you know, I, I feel like I can't really go out and I can't, you know, I can't host a dinner party or anything like that. Like that sucks. But you know what? There are a lot worse situations that you could be in, in this, in this regard. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, difficult for all of us, but boy, there are, there are degrees of, of difficult. And I think that most people at least have some understanding of how much worse it could get in the scenario you just painted. Uh, and fortunately, the, the majority of us are not having to deal with that level of frustration and, and um, difficulty because, it, I mean, that, that's about as tough as it can get, I, I, I have to believe. And so 
Um, again, I think it comes down to just understanding that by recognizing these feelings that we're having and, and being honest with ourselves and, and just calling them out for what they are is a healthy step. Now, obviously, if it gets too far, if you feel like you're just getting swallowed up by it, or if you feel like you can't um, just get out of the the uh, you know the negativity or the pessimistic thoughts you're having, as you as you said, Clint, you know, gets make sure you're getting exercise exercise every day, even if it's just taking a walk around the block or whatever it might be. You know, get exercise every day. Try to talk to other people you know, on a daily basis, if you can just pick up the phone and call somebody and just have a 10 minute conversation. I mean, all of those are healthy steps. And also remember that there's professionals that are still working out there that are are there for us when we need them in times like this, um, you know, therapists and, and, and um, you know, medical, uh, mental health professionals that can help. So, you know, it, it, realize where your breaking point is and, and try not to let yourself get to that to that, uh, or even close to that point, because, um, these times like this can, can really grind on us. And we have to realize that, you know, recognizing that our, our feelings are real and it's okay to be frustrated, but if it gets to the point where you're having a hard time with it, you know, self-mitigate. And if you can't, then, then get some help because this is, these are the times when it gets really difficult as a society to, um, you know, just feel normal. And I think a lot of it is, people find comfort in feeling and doing things that are normal. And we can't do a lot of those things right now. And so it's easy for people to, to not feel normal. And that starts to get, uh, um, you know, pretty hard for people to handle. Yeah. I, I saw some sort of uh, meme out there, which I, I thought was, was kind of hilarious. It was like, you know, after this is all over, you know, you're, you are not going to be able to wait to go to your kids. Like, uh, recital or something like that, or anything that, that was a little bit painful, you are like all in to go out into public. It's going to be very interesting to see when this finally gets kind of opened back up, what sort of new appreciations we have for certain things. I mean, uh, I'm a huge baseball fan and it just, I'm like distraught over the fact that, um, you know, I might not see the Milwaukee Brewers play an entire year and it's not because of a strike or anything like that. It's because of the coronavirus and, you know, just things like that, that I, you know, I know we all would like to get back to the normalcy and, you know, let's look at it at least a little optimistically and say, we know that this will end. It's just a matter of when. And unfortunately it's probably going to be longer than we all want it to be. You know, we were all kind of encouraged that hey, maybe they'll start opening things up here in Wisconsin, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. And it, it looks like it'll be extended a little further, which is not, not what we, want, but it's probably what we need. And it's a situation where it's, you know, we all kind of knew it was going to come, but you know, you get to that point and you're just like, Oh, I just want to, I just want to hear that my life can get back to a little bit more normalcy and it's, it's not going to happen that fast. So, uh, I think that once we have that sort of Zen acceptance, uh, I think we're going to be in a better place, uh, or at least I will, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting there. I, it's just taken some time for me and, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to be, you know, I'll be appreciative of this time with my children. I'll, I will enjoy the little things that we didn't have before, but, um, I don't like to be out of my routine either. So it's difficult. And, you know, as the uh, country music philosopher would say, uh, you know, Thomas Rhett would say, ain't nothing but a beer fan can't fix. So, you know, that's a very popular song right now and very apt at this time. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
it's very, very unique times, and we're all in the same, um, you know, I mean, the same boat that that saying has been said, you know, thousands of times in the last month. But it, it really is true. It's interesting how the population from time to time just kind of gets forced into the same scenarios, and it's really unique. I mean, it's it's very interesting to feel that everybody is in in it at the same time. But yet there's still so much confusion and uncertainty are surrounding it. I mean, it's it's you would think that if something pushed everybody together into one um, kind of mindset, if you will, that that you would have a you'd almost have more clarity because everybody's in it. So there's there's not you know, you've, you've isolated so many of the variables. But at the same time, I just think that the the uncertainty of it is what's bothering people the most. But you're right, Clint, the the data is getting better. There is um, you know, an, an end in sight. We don't know when that end is, but we know that there is an end somewhere in sight because the data is improving. And that is what we can kind of hold on to as, as a positive to say, you know what, we're, we're going to look at this as a, you know, cause we have to, a, you know, day by day by day thing. That's how the, you know, it's playing out. But in the grand scheme of things, a few weeks here, a few months there, I mean, in, in, in a lifetime, it's just, such a blip on the radar screen when you, when you think about um, when you think about how bad this could have gotten if we wouldn't have all taken these extraordinary measures. So, you know, in that way, I think you have to look at it and almost be proud as a, as a society to say, okay, we came together and we did something, and there's, it's undoubtable uh, that it saved just hundreds, if not thousands, of lives, all because we just agreed to do something that was, you know, the right thing to do at the time. And we'd never done it before. And, you know, no matter whether, you know, because I looked at the data on this, no matter whether a state has a stay-at-home order or not, the citizens are behaving very similarly, uh, which I thought was very interesting because um, the, the narrative is kind of like, well, the, the, it's not like they're going to clubs in those other states where they don't have a stay-at-home order. But I did do a little research on that and saw that um, overall, their behavior of people, they're they're sheltering themselves without having an order from the governor in uh, almost all circumstances. So, or as, at least that's what the data would say. So um, we all are behaving um, at least somewhat uh, better. You know, I think I'm sure there's pockets here and there that are not, but I think, you know, I look in my neighborhood and it's, it's amazing what's going on. I mean, you are not seeing people violating things. Uh, you know, when I was in Costco, everyone was being very careful to be six feet away and you weren't always six feet away every second, but uh, I think everything, everyone is being very mindful of that too. So, you know, we're all learning how to cope with it. Um, and maybe in the next couple of weeks, I'll be out in public with a mask. Who knows? So, um, so we just wanted to give everyone here on this episode, just a little bit of comfort in knowing that, you know, if you're going through some emotions, if things are a bit up and down for you, um, you know, some days you see the light at the end of the tunnel and other days you feel this despair and you feel like this is never going to end. Well, you're certainly not alone. And, you know, we just want you to know that because everyone's lives have been upended and we all know that it could be much worse out there too, because we've heard the stories. So, um, let's all just kind of stay together in our community and, uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of give me some truth. Silence 
Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.